Believe it or not, it's another VO podcast with three guys who are full-time voice actors at different stages of life, career, and location. But they have formed a bond and work together to hold each other accountable and help each other on their VO path. Three guys from different backgrounds working together, helping each other, and sharing with you along the way. Hey, what are we calling it again? It's, it's another, another VO, VO podcast. podcast. Okay, okay, guys. Sorry, I get it. Come on. You're not my dad's. And welcome back to It's Another VO Podcast. It's my week on the hot seat. And since it is, I looked at the calendar today, and this is going to be put out, you know, a week or two after, but it doesn't matter. Today is National Bourbon Day. Did you guys know that? (laughs) No, but I'm also not a keeper of National Whatever Day. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it's National Bourbon Day. So it being National Bourbon Day and me living right on the Tennessee-Kentucky line, which there is so much bourbon uh, in in Kentucky, some in Tennessee, Jack Daniels, of course, in Tennessee, uh, Mm. um, I think George is not Dickel, but there's another one that's here. But anyway, um, from that, let me ask you the, you guys this very odd question because I thought about this. Do you know the difference between whiskey and bourbon? Oh, uh, I've heard this. I think I, I was at, I went to the Jack I toured the Jack Daniels Distillery a couple years ago, um, and I'm pretty sure they told us, but I don't remember. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to it, hit us with it. Yeah, it, it kind of it wasn't a big shock to me, but whiskey is made primarily from a bunch of different grains. And bourbon is made primarily, predominantly from corn. So ah. it, it begs the question that, you know, moonshine is predominantly corn. Corn liquor. So you have to think, did bourbon grow from moonshine? That might be something to look into later. I just wonder, as they began to say, we need to make more of this and store it and put it in barrels. That's when it became whiskey. I got to wonder. Hmm. You know, that's a question to be asked. Do you guys know also what flavor that an oak barrel lends to the taste of bourbon? Uh, I'm going to guess an oaky Gotta flavor. Be a smoke, Bob. Smoky, yeah. I thought the same thing, but no, it's vanilla. Really? It adds <laughs> a vanilla taste. I had no idea. And I never, you know, in, in sipping something that says it was aged in an oak barrel, now that I think about it, I'd think it's got this woodsy something taste but i couldn't you know you couldn't put your finger on it but it's vanilla and uh all right so for last but not least there are five top brands uh rated on national bourbon day and of all places this comes from good housekeeping magazine now i'm not going to challenge you guys to figure out which one goes first but this will kind of shock you because it shocked me the number five is elijah craig who he claims he invented bourbon whiskey. Elijah Craig's small batch is number five. Breckenridge, of which I've never heard of, uh, and I'm not a big connoisseur of this anyway, but you know I've never heard of it. The next one is very popular, Wild Turkey 101. Mm, that is a very popular turkey. brand, uh, and that is good stuff. Uh, Hill I've heard, Rock. I've heard McConaughey talk about that. Oh yeah, uh, he does Hill the wild Rock turkey stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. Hill Rock Solera Aged, uh, number two. I had not heard of that. 
Um, and, and going back to the wild turkey, you got to be careful with that stuff. <laughs> if, yeah. About more than about four ounces of it for me and it's curtains. I mean, I'll just go to sleep wherever I'm sitting or wherever. And I've never been, I, I'm not a person that, you know, a lot of people drink and get rowdy. I don't do that. I, I I'll, I'll fall asleep. It just puts me away. Um, but anyway, the number one, and, and, and I thought this was unusual because I was expecting a, a little bigger name brand, Four Roses Single Barrel. And Four Roses, very popular Kentucky brand, uh, even in the lower priced, the standard Four Roses, which is 20 to $22 uh, for a fifth, very popular. I noticed hmm. that uh, here in the stores here, it's always, you're lucky if there's a bottle or two on the shelf. But the single barrel is more up in the you know sixty dollar range, and I, mm. I can't do that. I'm no. a I'm a cheap I'm a cheapo if I'm going to have something like that. All right, last but not least, and this is a contest. I want you both. <laughs> what is the most popular mixed bourbon drink? Mixed bourbon drink. Mm-hmm. Seven seven. I have <laughs> no idea. Seven. I have no idea. The old fashioned. The old fashioned. Oh. Yeah, that's the most popular. It's in the name, wow. Old Fashioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking Makes of sense. bourbon, speaking of bourbon and bars and drinking, that leads me to the topic of voiceover conferences. <laughs> <laughs> because most of them are at bars. I see where because you're going there. <laughs> so much of the camaraderie and so much of the you know renewing friendships and meeting people happens if you go to VO Atlanta and the great big uh, Hilton bar area and the, uh, I like to call it the promenade area. Um, I didn't know promenade meant to take a walk, but I learned that over the weekend watching Bridgerton. So I yeah. always learn square something. dancing. Right? Yeah, square yeah, dance no, calling. That's yeah. what I thought promenade. it was, but they said, Oh, shall we go for a promenade? Uh, uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> oh. So let's talk about, let's talk about conferences and how, how they can help your career when you need to go. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, what we have and haven't done, uh, which is not a whole lot. Um, are you guys aware of, of, you know, some of the different conferences? Can you name some of them? I know one voice is by one me voice. in Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta, but yeah, yep. said that. There's Mavo, isn't that right? Yes. Yes. That's another one. Uh, and then uh, what's the one that you actually just won a scholarship to online, the vocation? Yeah, evocation. Yeah, yeah I'm so excited about that. Now, you guys do know, too, that evocation is different because it's not a performance conference. It's strictly a VO business ah. conference. I did not so, know that, but that makes yeah. sense. That's cool. And that was why I was very, very anxious to t- try to give my best entry to get mm-hmm. into that because it, that's a big thing. Also, there's Sovis that happens out uh, in uh, Los Angeles. That's another one I can re- think of. And and there are more. I know there's one in Canada. There's, there's several smaller conferences. But if we look at the big picture, VO Atlanta is the Super Bowl. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then everything else, you know, which one voice is, is somewhat acclimated to it and a lot of similarity, but a little smaller, which I have a feeling this year it, it's going to be bigger than it's been. There's a, I see a lot of people that are going to, so uh, to one voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. One voice. Mm-hmm. I think okay. it's going to be a little, a little larger crowd this year. Cool. Um, so between the three of us, uh, let's talk about not only VO conferences, but other conferences, you know, if we've ever been to conferences, what about you guys? I've been to conferences, uh, 
off and on different kinds of conferences. Um, certainly when I was in ministry, I did a lot of conferences with that, uh, learning my craft and that. Um, I did some writing for a while and I went to some writer conferences and those were very cool. Learned a lot uh, in those writer conferences. That's interesting. And it's neat to hear from other people and what their experiences are. I mean, I love sitting right. in the um, the sessions, the breakouts that you get to focus in on just you know, one specific aspect of a business, you know, for the writer's conference that I went to, I remember there was one um, about writing in a certain particular voice. And that was, that was a very narrow focus for that session, but mm -hmm. it was a challenging thing to learn how to do as well. So, hmm. you know, I, I like that, but I think just as much getting the camaraderie, meeting other people who are doing the same things you're doing and sitting right. down over lunch break and having conversations with them about what they've tried, maybe some things I hadn't thought of yet, you know, to try. So mm -hmm. that, it's kind of vague because I'm, you know, we're talking about in general here, but. Yeah, but the similarities, you're you're speaking everything that happens oh, yeah. in Leo Atlanta. There are, you know, general uh, general things, and then there's the the breakouts, and, and then there's the, you know, the targeted courses you go to where there are only 12 people and you're paying, you know, extra for that extra attention. Um, very similar. Uh, yeah. Jake, did you have to go do much of that when you were in your previous job? No, I, I have never been to a conference of any sort. Um, I, I mean, like I, they definitely have piqued my interest in terms of like, you know, the voiceover conferences and stuff like that. And there was actually in high school, I think they had like a thespians guild conference that you could go to. And I did qualify for it in my junior year. So I could have gone in my senior year, but I just, I don't, recall why I didn't do that, but I've never been to a conference of any sort. Um, I would like to go to maybe the one near me, One Voice, but I'm guessing it'll probably take a little while and some more financial stability to make that a, a wise decision. But right. they are cool to see. I see pictures online all the time from you know other VO folks I know who have gone to these things. It looks great. It looks like a fun experience to connect one-on-one. -on -one. I'm not one-on-one, -on -one, but connect with people in person there mm -hmm. um, versus this whole virtual and digital connection that we're right. mostly doing. Right. Did you uh, did you submit for any of the scholarship stuff for One Voice? I did. I did. I, okay. there's, I The only one I saw out there was uh, JMC had yeah. uh, put one yeah. out there. So I submitted to that. Um, and I'm sure like multiple people out there, they did too. So, you know, best of luck to everyone. So cross my fingers, I'll get it. But if not, I totally get it. I They make their decisions based on their requirements and sure. whoever gets it, congratulations. Yeah. My intent was to be there, but um, it's just not going to work out. There's too many, you know, life will line things up and, and sometimes you have to go, no, I just can't do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. as bad as I'd like to go, I just can't do it. And I even had a place to stay. Uh, it was just going to cost me a plane ticket and the plane ticket was not bad. Nashville to Dallas is not bad. I could go round trip for like $380. Wasn't bad. You can even but, check now. They have like a 40% discount Southwest. Yeah, there you go. I looked into so, it, and um, I just had a scheduling conflict with the one coming up in Dallas. So, yep. didn't decided yep. not to even even if my schedule changed. You know, I decided not to throw my hat in for the scholarship. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I kind of mentioned starting into is why would you want to go to one of these conferences? And and Alden hit a lot of that. And and the. It's really two main things. It's education and it's networking. Those are the two main 
things that you're looking for. And a lot of people don't look at the VO conferences. Well, it's just a bunch of other voice actors. Why network? The, <laughs> the, the strength of that is you are in a building full of creatives who are doing what you're doing. Uh, there can be opportunities that, and they may be very seldom, that they may know of an opportunity for you that fits you that didn't fit them. You never know. But the thing is, is building uh, friendships and and meeting people who are doing the same thing you're doing and struggling the same way you're struggling. You may come out of that with a uh, accountability partner. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, at Vio Atlanta, there's other things going on there. They even have a uh, uh, a contest more or less to where you and a group of five other people create a 30 second spot and you're given the subject or the, the specs one afternoon. And this has to be in the next day before noon. But here's the funny part. You don't know who the other five people are and you got to find them. Uh, how and do they do a, that? It's you just you get email addresses. You have to start emailing meet. You know, we're going to meet here at one o'clock. Can you be here? You sit down, you go through the specs, you come up with, you know, everybody comes up with a script idea. You hammer it down to, you know, get your 30. You want to get as many people involved in the recording as possible. It's it's pretty stressful. But you build a really neat friendship Hmm. with those five people because you work together for about 24 hours. Cool. And that's another uh, cool thing to do. And the other thing is learning more about the industry. You know, you're learning about uh, different pieces and parts of the industry. You may go listen to Joe Cipriano talk about promo. You may go listen to Scott Parkin talk about improv. You may go listen to Karen Guilfrey talk about uh, auditioning and how to get things in better and how to audition better. You know, there's so many of those one hour things you can pick up. Plus there's breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. There's marketing stuff. There's how to write better emails. There's people like Mark Scott there. There's people there like Paul Smith. There's people, JMC is there, of course. And there's uh, vendor booths set up. You know, it's it's just a, a really good break from being isolated at home all the time to getting to be around tons of creative people. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think that's probably one of the main differences for it. I, w- so Jake, not having been and and hearing some of that, can you see how that could possibly help you with your climb or what do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that was one of the things I mentioned in my entry to the scholarship was like, I really think that being able to go to at least one of these conferences would be a game changer. Now, whether that comes in the form of networking or uh, something I can learn from other people I'm there, I don't know yet, but um you know, like I had mentioned in some one of the previous episodes, I didn't start connecting with other voice actors until this year, really. I mean, like, I think I'm just some people would see me here and there. I was kind of in the background, but it wasn't until this year that I started making these virtual connections. And I'm a pretty personable person once you get me in person. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I just I, I just start to talk and I'm an open book pretty much. So I feel like going out there would just give people a better idea about who I am versus what they see online. Because online, right. you just see my typed words. You don't hear how I sound. You don't hear how I talk. You know, you don't hear. I joke a lot, too. I mean, like, I don't really do it a whole lot with uh, on the podcast or anything <laughs> like that, at least not yet. I got a story what, about what, you. What? Oh, here we go. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I feel like 
going to these things outside of networking, that that connection you get to make with people gives people a better idea about who you are than what your online presence is. Because I can yeah. make myself look one way to you, everybody online, yeah. but it's right. not until you right. meet them in person that you really understand or at least begin to understand somebody. Yeah. And, and it's also a good place for like, we had several people from the VO Life group come to VO Atlanta. So we were able to meet face to face and we never had, mm-hmm. you know, we went to, we went out to eat almost every night. We, you know, grew closer and enjoyed it. Um, uh, Brad Grahowski, who I've known for uh, online for almost three years, finally got to meet him in person, you know, and uh, Dana Ramoni, who I've known since he started in voiceover, he was able to come and meet him. And, and it was great. I mean, a lot of people from the group, um, I, sit here and can't think of names because I go blank. <laughs> but uh, no, the Jake story. Uh, yesterday, I was, um, you know how we get off in different rabbit holes. And and I had not been on Voices.com in a long time and just went in and just did males, certain age, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I'm going through the pages and looking and your, your profile popped up. And when I clicked on the demo, it was not what I expected. What? (laughs) It it went right into uh, Peter. Oh yeah, my Peter Griffin voice. Yeah, Yeah. that's like my best impression ever. It was really freaking good, man. I was. It was really good when I listened to it, and I thought, why would it pull that up and play that? And then when I when I got to mine, it played my political demo. So it changes it all the time because I've it, gone it to look at that. Does. Huh. I've yeah, gone to look at my profile does. to see which one demo plays because it's like I want certain demos to be at the forefront. Right, you know what I mean? Right, uh-huh, but yeah, I've seen yeah. an uptick in that Peter Griffin uh, demo. I posted it like last week or whatever, or yeah. I added it to my profile last week, and it just keeps getting more and more hits. And I'm like, okay, yeah. like I guess that's yeah. out of our control. Yeah, it, it apparently that. is. But I, I went on there looking to see, like, when let's say a client just puts in this, this, and, you know, and it starts putting up profiles. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like other platforms because I was logged in and I was on the first page, you know, coincidence. Mm -hmm. I think not. Uh But anyway, I was looking at the number of reviews, you know, just to see. And I was really surprised how many people had five or less. I went through like five pages and there were a lot of people on those first few pages that had some zero, some three, some two. Yeah. 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 And then there'd be the next guy that had 1730. And, and then those, there'd be been on since like 2010 though. Yeah. Like before yeah. there was a bunch exactly. of people on the site. Exactly. Know? Okay. So that, yeah. that does. And yeah. I guess I was looking to confirm my thought, how many new people got on during the special mm-hmm. and, I right. th- and that, you know, gotcha. that was the truth. But anyway, flipping back over to where we were, um, the networking value and, and what Jake's talking about is, is, seeing and meeting people that you interact with online, it's really neat to do because you'll see a face and you'll go, I know that face. Who is that? And sometimes you just have to walk up and say, Hey, I'm, and before you get your name out, yeah, you're, you're Troy. And I'm so-and-so thank goodness you said your name. Cause I, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. For you'll sure. forget, but you, you'll do a lot of that. And then you'll do a lot of where you'll be surprised too. Somebody will grab you by the arm and say, aren't you so-and-so? And you're like, yeah. 
And it, it's funny because people will recognize you. I was um, going to ask you that too, because I mean, from, from an outsider's perspective, like you seem to have been at least gaining traction and popularity, so to speak, from people getting into VO with your Facebook group and your, from your podcast as well, the VO life. Mm-hmm. I was wondering when you went to VO Atlanta was, did you have those moments where people recognized you and like just where you just weren't expecting it kind of thing? I mean, yeah, it was scary. Yeah. Really that's what was. I thought. So I was like, it's kind of, it's kind of like being a, a bit, you know, like a celebrity in, in your yeah, own you right. Have in stalkers, that little, Troy? In that niche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I had the one, but she, I don't know that one. Yeah. Uh, the first year I, I played flower on the wall. I was, I was a nervous wreck. I went, you know, two years ago and I went to, to classes and stuff. I stayed under the radar. I, I hung out with Kevin Kilpatrick. Some Kevin just, bless his heart. He was so good to me to, he was like trying to introduce me to people and get me around more people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm not very extroverted like that. Now, if somebody else starts talking, I'll stand and talk with you, but sure. I'm not, I'm not the guy to start the conversation. Usually, uh, Charles Coates also was down there with me and Charles has no shields or walls up. <laughs> yeah. He will talk to anybody and yeah, everybody and start a conversation. So, uh, I would kind of, uh, you know, tailcode him around and then he'd pull me into the conversation, which was great. But this last year, I, I can't tell you the number of times, uh, you know, a dozen or more, which surprised the heck out of me. Somebody walk up to me, say, Hey, you're Troy on the VO life. And yeah. And, and it surprised me. I, it shouldn't because there's a lot of downloads of the podcast, but still. It's just not it was, something you think about when you're not you seeing those people in person. You see them as a number, essentially. Not that people are a number, but that's how your your perception of it is from your booth alone, you know. But when well, you they, go yeah, out they there, get those, yeah. lost in the crowd, you know. Right. Yeah, and you feel like, you know, I, I'm not anybody. I'm not so-and-so or so-and-so. And you're, and, and you're not, but you got to remember new people are trying to get different information that we're, we're trying to get now. They're trying to get the information we needed two or three years ago, and right. that's what we're mm-hmm. giving in a lot of mm-hmm. these podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, and we're talking about new people and three-year people and whatever, at what point in your career do you think you should invest in going to a conference? Where should you be in your journey? What do you guys think, uh, Alden? Well, I think for conferences, it depends on what you're wa- what you're wanting to get to next, because you should have a return on the investment. You should have something coming back to you from the conference. So if you're wanting to get better at a certain aspect, or if you're wanting to build your business in all aspects, get from, you know, X to Y, then a conference is going to help you do that. Especially if you go in with a purpose and a plan, you know, it's, it's really healthy, no matter what kind of conference you're going to. And I'm sure this would apply to the voiceover conferences that, you know, have workshops and, and breakouts, write down what you want to get out of it first, Mm -hmm. and then look to see what breakouts are offered that help you get that thing. Otherwise you're going to try to grab anything that flashes. Right. And I end up sitting in an animators conference and I, I really don't have any desire to make animation a part of my business that I'm not <laughs> sure. going to get anything out of it. Right. So right. it depends on where right. you are and how you want to grow. But I would say right. at all points of your business, you can get something out of it. Now I would say right. that you need to have some foundation laid, you know, maybe having um, started to record some things you've met with some uh, coaches or at least some people who can give you some feedback You know, if you haven't hired a coach exactly yet, because I would think a conference would be a great place to find coaches. Ah, yeah. 
but you've mm-hmm. gotten some feedback. You know where you are. You have you have had somebody give you kind of an assessment of your abilities and where you need to grow. And then you can mm-hmm. plug in that. If you can afford to go to a conference, you can grow in a lot of those areas that somebody gave you feedback on. Those are all good points. Absolutely. And the, and, and he, yeah, you can tell he's been to conferences. It's yeah. not just it's not just a VO conference. You can yeah. and you know we you guys know we talk about this all the time. Marketing, mm-hmm. you know, is it it's not what you're marketing, it's who you're marketing. Right. It's you. Right. So it's like this, these, this conference thing. It's the same thing. What do you get from it? Jake, what's, what's your take on this? When should you go? Man, I, I really don't know what to say about that necessarily. Cause I, I mean, like I was going to say like, you know, you definitely probably shouldn't go if you're just interested in voiceover, but then Alden hits you with the, you know, it just depends on where you're at you can go everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I do agree that you should have a foundation or whatever, but I mean, you might want to at least get yourself set up to where you have like a recording, you know, a recording space and st- you've been I'm not you don't necessarily have to have booked work to go to these things because obviously the conferences can help you in that direction. But mm-hmm. I mean it's just I wouldn't focus on wanting to go to a conference if I was just getting into voiceover. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, I agree. I agree. And if you can and something I Yeah. If you can look and see what they're offering and nothing is for beginners, how to get started. That, good point. Then if you're a starter, that conference isn't for you. Yeah, good point. And and they, uh, I can only speak for VO Atlanta. I know they had had some things of, you know, in, not introduction to VO, mm-hmm. but some things of, you know, where owning your auditioning skills, you know, um, last year there was a course I went to that did kind of get into some basics, you know, of, you know, talking about what a doll was and what the, and they only did it for about 30 minutes. And then they got into the last hour and a half, everyone got to read and, and they did some performance coaching, but finding a coach, uh, at a conference is a good point because you can sit through either a a one hour session or go to one of the three hour, uh, breakouts and you can really see what their method is. You know, how they do it. Are they patient? Are they, you know, you know, it's, it's really a good way to learn the people. And as both of you guys have said, there's two different ROIs you get out of this. You get a a personal ROI with growing your business, being more confident in in what you're doing, um, you know, and the, uh, the networking that's your, your personal, is there a big financial ROI? Hard to say. You know, if it helps increase your business, sure it is. But can you measure yeah, that? Yeah, it's hard I to think measure, isn't it? It is. And and I think some of this is, do you want to be present and and be in the circles and in the networking? You know, I'm sure there are th- a thousand VOs that never go to conferences. They oh, never yeah. do hardly any of this stuff. They don't even, they don't listen to podcasts. They don't do it, but they're making a living. There's, there's some people making a living who aren't interactive in the business. I like to be interactive in it. I want to know what's going on and who's doing what and what the trends are. And I think that it's a, it's a great place to find that out. Well, and there's so. a side of it, Troy, I'm sorry to interject, but no, there's a fine. side of it because the product you're selling to your clients you're, you're getting a better product to sell to them. Sure. You know, so for those who don't go, how do they grow? If they're not going to conferences, if they're not listening to podcasts, if they're not seeking out coaching, how are they growing to give a better product to their clients? That's my question, you know, and if you want to give a better product to your clients, a conference is a great way to do that. 
Absolutely. My guess at that so point too. is that, that person who doesn't go and doesn't do all that stuff, they just got to be really intuitive and probably want to do their mm-hmm. own, you know, they do their own research. I mean, I'm not saying it can't be done, yeah. but it's definitely difficult without being involved. But something right. else I want to add to the whole conference thing, too, is I was told before by someone fairly elite, you know, um, that conferences are a big way for people who want to get involved in voiceover to spend money that they won't ever see again, because again, we, and we touched on this with the whole, a couple episodes ago about putting money in and not ever seeing it back, you know, come back, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not putting down conferences. Again, I, I myself have interest in going to some of them, but I also feel like I have a spot in this industry to, to make money in. And a lot of people will go to these, go to every conference they can and still not see a return Mm-hmm. on that at all so mm-hmm. it's something you got to be wary of and that goes back to having a level of self-awareness that we talked about a couple episodes ago like make sure that voiceover is for you mm-hmm. right yep before right. going to a con before making a decision to go to a conference because they do get pricey not only the conference price but if there's specific classes you want to take some of them are cost extra as you right. pointed yeah. out earlier so do your research about conferences before making the decision to go. And yep. what were you gonna all yep. what were you gonna add? Well, and not just that, but I, I I like the point you're making. Not just making sure that voiceover is for you, but if it is, make sure that you are committed to doing everything that it takes. Because mm-hmm. when you go to the conference, it's not a magic bullet. Right. No. They're gonna give There's you no things that you need to hustle at. And if you go back from your conference, get back in your studio and do the same things you've always done. You're not going to mm-hmm. get out of the conference what you were meant to get out of it. You're not going to mm-hmm. get the ROI. You're not going to see that money in return because you didn't put the hustle in that you got to put yeah. in. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, sayings, and I used to always have this actually on my wall where I used to work, nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, you know, it's going to stay the same if you don't do something to make it change. Right. You, you have to. Uh, and there are people in in this that are, you know, all right, let, let me let me revert back. The conferences are also a nice tax deduction. <laughs> you know, you can go down there and spend a week and, and enjoy and everything you do is a tax write off. Not a bad thing. You yeah. can write it off. That's a help. Um, actually my accountant encourages me to try to go to a couple of them because it helps offset what's coming in. On the other hand, like Alden was saying, there are people who are lonely (laughs) and they really don't need the money. (laughs) They just need to talk to people and they need something they can chase and something they can do. And they're doing this. And it's a party they're invited to. It is. And I'm not knocking it because I don't even think all of them realize that's what they're doing. They, sure. they, they're just doing that. And they're, yeah. you know, it'll come together for me. I, I only been doing this for four or five years. It's going to, it's going to come together, but they're not really doing the thing. They're yeah. not really hustling. They're not marketing. They just enjoy coming to a workout or going to a conference or whatever. And, you know, I'm not going to knock that. If they got the money, that's okay. But if it's the thing where, like Jake said, if you're pouring money into something and there's no return, think about it. Yeah. You know, think about it. Mm-hmm. Then it's, and, it's, it's definitely a hobby. Right. You know, yep. an expensive hobby. Right. And, and if that's what you want, I have 11 horses. Yeah. <laughs> I would be glad to give you a very expensive hobby <laughs> and you can talk to this horse, go rub on it all day long. You know, it's, it's, 
it's a great hobby. Yeah, hay's going to be expensive this year, Troy. I know. Yeah. I've got uh, 16 rolls coming uh, this week at last year's price mm. uh, because Ooh, it was an early cut, and good. that was all they'd give me. And then uh, I'll have to buy 48 more after these 16, but those 16 are costing me 85 bucks a roll. And how long does 16 rolls of hay last 11 horses? Well, I won't be feeding them until winter. So they, they'll go up in the barn. I'll start feeding in winter and I'll usually put out, uh, I'll put out, I'll put out three rolls a week. Oh, okay. So that's 12. And, and, and then I usually have to sustain about four and a half to five months. So mm. around 60 rolls, 60 <clears throat> times 85. Yeah. Sheesh. You're pushing six grand. That's just round bales. All right. Then I've got to bring in the square bales at five bucks and a quarter a piece, probably in the neighborhood of 600 of those. That's another three grand. That's almost 10 grand in hay. Then all the supplements and everything else we do, vet bills, all that, usually another 20 grand a year. That's making the investment sound uh, much better for voiceover. Yeah. yeah. Much yeah. lower if of I, investment. If I could <laughs> invest 30, <laughs> yeah, if I could drop 30 grand a year in voiceover conferences, man, I'd be traveling the world. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, we've covered about all we know to cover about VO conferences. We want to encourage you, if you have the opportunity to go to one and you're in the industry and love the love what you're doing and have not been to one, I personally will tell you, you will, you will thoroughly enjoy it, getting to meet people. VO Atlanta is my only experience. I have Evocation coming up in September, which is a virtual, but I am so looking forward to that because it's focused strictly on the business side. Uh, One Voice coming up in August. You'll have uh, Sovas coming up toward the end of the year, and there are many more. You can research those online, and we invite you to do so. Uh, any closing comments, guys, as we close her out today? I just want to say, if, if you have been to a voiceover conference or if you're thinking about going to a voiceover conference, shoot us an email at anothervopodcast at gmail.com. Share your experience, share what you got out of it, or share what you would like to get out of a conference, and we can address it here on the podcast and just talk about what your thoughts are. We would really like to hear from all of you about that topic and any other topic that you see fit in the voiceover industry. We want to talk about it. So I encourage you guys to email us and we look forward to getting those emails from you. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. Good deal. Coming up next week on the podcast, we'll be talking to Sarah Tindall. She is a uh, voice actor uh, more out towards the Western part of the U.S. Uh, She goes by That Girl. And uh, she's been around a, a while. She's very active in clubhouse uh, clubhouse groups and things. And uh, we'll get to hear from her and uh, uh, look forward to talking to her. We have never met and um, just have had online interaction. And that's how a lot of this works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun to come into these just completely unprepared, completely blind, getting to know the person. And that's what I enjoy doing. You know, I really do. I think, and I think uh, with three of us talking to her, we're all, we're going to have a good time. Uh, so I look forward to that. Oh, she doesn't get and overwhelmed. Be, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about <laughs> no, to say. <laughs> I don't think it'll bother her a bit. You, you nah, guys are in for guys. a treat. You're yeah. in for a treat. You're going to enjoy it. Hey, thanks for listening again. Don't forget you can email us as Jake said at another VO podcast at gmail.com for the two guys that you're seeing or hearing, Jake Sanders, Alden Schoenberg, we appreciate you. I'm Troy Holden, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Bye.
You've been listening to It's Another VO Podcast. I'm Alden Schinnerberg. And I'm Jake the Snake. No, you are not. Settle down. All right, all right, all right. I'm Jake Sanders. And I'm Troy Holden. Join us weekly as we spill the beans about our challenges being full-time struggling voice actors. Yeah, and by the way, my girlfriend says you two better get it together because she doesn't want me carrying you two on this podcast. Sayeth the voiceover rookie himself, but be sure and join us on the next episode because I guarantee it, Jake will do something worth hearing. And what do you mean by that? No, really, what does that mean? Dude, dude, let it go. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, where are you guys going? Hey, don't you kill the feed. Don't you dare kill the feed. Hey, where where are you going, Alden? Troy, what are you... Are you... Come back!